Yo, what's good, everybody? Time to wake up. You're back here. Sleeping until podcast today. It's just me, Sham, one of your co-hosts. And we also got Roberto and Jay here. Um, Yo. Jay, you want to... There we go. Um, Justin and David, unfortunately, could not join us tonight. But, you know, we'll be back all together at one point or another. Um... This will probably be just a strictly audio recording, so we'll be uploading this to Apple Podcasts, which, if y'all want to, I recommend y'all do because more content will be on the way. Go follow, go subscribe, go spread the word. Time to wake up, like I said. But um, first, always got to ask, how y'all boys doing today? We're doing peachy. Quite well. Quite well. Quite well. Birds well. lost today. Birds lost, so I'm down. Damn. Still having down the best the start. Still having the best down start. The in They'll be good. They'll, they will, they will flock again. I hope. They will flock. They will flock again. It is okay. I'm not about to be flying halfway across the country for them to be losing. That's all I'm saying. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of flying, even though technically they are flying, they're kind of gliding, kind of just going through the air. As we all know, one of the greatest cinematic masterpieces of 2023 came out on June 2nd. All of us in here are fans. We've been fans since we little. That boy, Miles Morales, has came back wow. to us. And we got has Latino us. power right there. Latino power. He got that Dominican in him for real. But mm. anyways, I just watched today. Now that boy Puerto Rican. I thought he was Dominican. Nah, I gotta Google nah, it before we're right. even getting into this. Wait, hold, hold on. on. Make sure make double check. He might be Puerto I Rican. Swear to I God, heard I two different he was, things. I thought I've heard this both. Man is official, this man is officially Puerto Rican. I just did the Google search. He is I Puerto Rican. Okay, so, I knew he was Puerto okay. Rican. My bad, because I remember in the I remember in the movie they mentioned something Dominican, but you nah, know they what? Said he was acting Dominican. Oh, I didn't hear that part. All right, He was trying to throw. He was trying to throw off his parents. He tried, bro. He tried, yeah, he For anybody that has not seen the movie and is watching this, I recommend y'all skip past this part. Um, I'll put a timestamp in the description when I upload this. What part to skip over? Um, but. My boys, I know y'all got stronger opinions than I do, as y'all are avid Spider-Man fans, especially the Tom Holland Joyer over here, Tobey Maguire Joyer, Andrew Garfield's I'm biggest more, I'm more fan. Of an Andrew Garfield's uh, guy myself. Yeah, I've yeah, Andrew Garfield's biggest supporter. What you got to say about this new addition to the Spider-Man story? I gotta say, like. I know this is going to be said a million times across wherever you listen to, but like this movie itself was just so beautiful to watch. Like for myself, mm. I read the comic books when I was younger and I really enjoyed the comic books. So like I knew about Miles Morales and that just like brought me back to like elementary school, chilling in the library, just reading the comic books when like without having to check them out because that was the only place I could really read them at. Mm. but it just really brought me back the animators do an amazing job each time um 
And the story itself was it, it wasn't really like a crime fighting story. It was really like a story of development and finding yourself within a situation that, you know, you're not really found to be welcomed and you are the outsider. And it's something I just relate to a lot. You know, I'm out of state at UNC, PWI, being a POC, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's something that you can just relate to. So it hit on like a deeper level. And, you know, I understand a lot of Spanish that his mom be speaking. I understand those cultural values and everything. It it hit. So I really thought it was well done. I love that they gave the parents a little bit more of a role in the movie, even though like they didn't overpower. I thought it was beautifully written. And honestly, I'm going to say that that is probably the greatest movie produced by Marvel. Apart from like Endgame, like Endgame, Infinity War, all of it, I'm gonna say that's the best Marvel movie put out, and that's also the best Spider-Man movie put out by default. Oh man, that's a Jay. Jay, you got anything to say about that? And easily the best dude. Spider-Man too. Easily, dude. This movie, man, I'm telling you right now, this is the best Spider-Man movie of of all time. It's just, it just is. The story is there. The freaking character arc is there. Miles is canonically the best Spider-Man. Like, it's just too good, man. It's too good. The animation was there. It was like I was watching a a, a masterpiece painting move in real time. Like, it was just absolutely nuts. This is an Oscar-worthy movie. Shoot, I'll be disappointed if it doesn't get an Oscar. I think, like how Roberto was saying, the, the art? Top tier. Top tier. I have not seen anything that beautiful looking. Like, generally speaking, someone that used to do art, just seeing the different art styles, different pastels that were used, like, you can you can genuinely see all of it being used. Like, I think one of the things that tripped me out at first is just like, whoa, I haven't seen as much color used before in, like, any type of animated movie. I haven't seen, like, different backgrounds and how the lighting that they, like, I'm not lighting. I'm trying to think of the right words to use, but like, it was really catching me off guard. But it also kept me watching. Like, you could feel the moods as the colors were like changing across the screen. It was all fitting. Like, it was all fitting the moods that were happening, or like whatever events were occurring, and also how they drew all the different Spider-Mans. How they literally like brought in so many different variations. Now, I know, me and Jay joked about this. At a little lunch dinner, or whatever it was. It ain't a joke but anymore, it, sir. It ain't a joke it ain't anymore. A damn joke anymore. The Indian Spider-Man is for real. Oh, Indian Spider-Man. Dude, that's what insane. I'm saying, man. He's goaded, bro. Insane. He went crazy. Bro, no. the chai tea moment. I'm telling you right now. The I chai tea the moment, moment we've had. had. We've had that moment. We've had that moment. Just us talking, dude. It, it's li- it's literally a lifetime moment. As soon as I heard that, I was like, "All right, it's it, it's over. They they they've won me over. It's over." He doesn't got he ain't gonna do anything else. Like it's just too good, too good. He was so funny too. It was like the funniest one. No, no, it definitely was. There was like I was in the theater today and everybody just kept laughing. Like it was not a moment in that movie. Now, there was obviously serious moments. Like towards the end of the film, it was serious. Like when oh. um Miguel was. I'm be so real. As of right now, Miguel Loki is probably like one of my least favorite people in the Spider-Man universe. Oh, no, right they now. have me messed up with Miguel. 
Plus, um, I'd be forgetting her name, but the the Spider Woman who was pregnant, she was a oh, snake. Oh, Jess. Jess, she was a snake. Jess, a snake. Yeah, I don't Do know what happened at all. She was a snake. Now, now Jess ain't Jess ain't really Jess really ain't really for the spider people. She really uh-huh. was not about it. Nah, she was getting ready. She was I mean, ready to. T- she was ready to sell Gwen out the whole movie. And was talking about like some talking about some. I should have like talking about some. Oh, you're underneath my wing, like. I genuinely speaking was sitting there ready. I was like, oh, if somebody she genuinely, she genuinely set her up for failure. How are you gonna set? How are you gonna have her go into a universe where you know that she had a connection with another one of the Spider Men like that, like that personal of a connection, and still send her there? Looking, you have so many other people that were there, and also, oh my God, the whole like anomaly thing, like not being able to have. Miles be part of the Spider Man and everything that pissed me off. That, no, but like that's like the honestly that's like the craziest part of the movie because it's written so well because it plays into like his own doubt being Spider Man and wanting to visit like his friends again, but then he quickly realizes that oh they never really saw me like as legit and everyone knew about it and so that's why they were constantly like rejecting me and that's why they wanted to trap me and then like me into the canon so it was like so good with the plot but it like kind of pissed me off that everyone was like so anti-miles the entire time yeah which yeah. is crazy to me because considering like because like we said canonically i miles is probably the best one i think he has the best i think in regards to a character he has so many different layers to unpack within him especially with him being the only spider-man that not saying he's the only guy. We already said it's indie Spider-Man. Being the only Spider-Man that's of a POC that we have seen so far, it's kind of crazy I mean, to see like Miguel. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like in the movie, Miguel, in the yeah. movie, I don't think it plays into account that much because there are other POC Spider-Man and Spider-Women in the movie. So I don't think that really mm-hmm. matters as much. But what I think matters is the fact that you know you think about like what Spider-Man represents as far as like character traits and development. And it's someone who's always underestimated. So I feel like it was really contradictory of the characters in that universe to be saying, oh, Miles, you don't belong because of how the spider bit you. When, you know, everybody's circumstances are different yet at the same time. Like, obviously, everybody follows the same trajectory. Everybody has the death of an uncle. Great power comes great responsibility. All that. Yeah, no. But yeah, and the, the canon thing is like the cool... Yeah, and the canon thing is like the most, like the coolest part of the movie, low key, because it's like a meta commentary. Like it's kind of commenting oh, yeah. on how like everyone in real life is expecting Spider-Man to have a certain story, have a certain someone die, and experience all these things. And then the movie just brings up the fact that Miles just doesn't necessarily it is he's an anomaly, so he's like breaking the canon, he's breaking the expected story. And so it's kind of like a meta commentary on like how everyone expects him to go through the same exact story, but he's over here just like beating all the other spider people and saying, no, I'm going to do my own thing. I don't need to be, you know, like everyone else, all the other Spider-Men. I don't need to go through the same story in order to be the character. What I thought was so beautiful about how the film was just portrayed and how it was written was the fact that, yes, you obviously have an actual like Spider-Man supervillain that you're fighting the spot. But the actual villain is your own inner demons and the people that you surround yourself around. 
Mm. It's like it's a real testament to life. Obviously, you're gonna have yeah. physical villains, but it is the actual people that you surround yourself with, and that that's what the story that's being told here is. It's a story. It's a story of about being that anomaly and making that anomaly a good thing. It's not yeah, bad. And then sort of the yeah, and sort of the idea that you don't even you don't even need to listen to other people. You get to write your own story. You shouldn't let anyone tell you that you don't belong because you're different. You know, like it's just so it's it's a legit story. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Plus, can we just this talk is, about so the end? The ending, like, I don't know about y'all, but, like, that was the quickest two and a half hours of my life. Oh, my God. It was so quick. Like That I movie flew. Absolutely- and then the ending, when you see them all accept, it really brought me back to seeing Endgame in theaters for the first time. Like, I went opening Dude. night to see Endgame. But, like, seeing all the original Spider um, universes collide like, like the- they did in the original movie. Like, the OG universe colliders. Like seeing them, like how they yeah. were in the original movie, teaming up to save Miles, that just that yeah. hit. Yeah, basically, mm. like all the main characters that Miles interacted with, they're all like gathering, trying to like save him at the end of the movie. I guess that's the idea. But like and that's the fact that like they weren't through, they weren't in the movie. It was literally just Gwen and the other Peter Parker. No, they weren't in the, the movie. Like... This is like well, definitely um... a part one movie. Oh, it's I set up for part two, definitely. Well, wait, wasn't the girl in the um suit there? I forgot which ver- which Earth she was from, but I swear the she appeared one? in the movie. Yes, I swear she appeared earlier. They had referenced then, yeah, her. Yeah, she yeah. wasn't a she wasn't an integral part. They had just referenced her. Oh, you didn't, okay. You yeah, just mean like she was there? Okay. Like legitimately, yeah, just like going to be part of the movie, part of the script, like have lines, like like stuff. a main character type beat. Yeah. Right. Not like her role, like in the first movie, she was a main character. Or one of the main spider people. Hey, all I saw was Piggyback. Oh, Piggy. Okay. First of all, I just... Oh, okay. John, Mulaney, no John Mulaney as the Piggy was just... I just love that casting. It's hey. top-tier casting. Piggy cooking no bacon, for real. Um, Damn. Dude. I, I, I'm just I just hate the Piggy fact that I'm going to have to wait another three to five years for this to come out. I don't know. It's coming out next year. Is it actually? It's coming out. No, it's coming out next year, bro. Next March. Is it actually? I hadn't paid attention, so. You know, that's what I I think. That's what I saw. Yeah. I hope it's next year. I'm also concerned. You know, it's. I really don't. I really don't feel like waiting. No, it's legit next year. It's it's like beyond the Spider Verse. That's the part two. Okay. Perfect. Well, then next year. So in a year from now, we're gonna come hey, back next to this year. podcast and really see. Hey, next year we can have a live. We can have a live. Um, have a, like a live, not live viewing, but like a live before we go in and live. Uh, I'm gonna be afterwards. in there pirating the movie and reacting live to it. I chill out, bro. <laughs> I'll we be live streaming the movie on the podcast. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm getting, this, I am getting no, this podcast banned. Hey, look, we just started. We can't do all that yet. <laughs> hey, I didn't. Hey, I haven't confirmed or denied anything. But I would say FBI AMC, agents, AMC, Regal, whatever. Don't expect me not to come with a camera. I say we're just taking pictures for memories. You know, it's an important. It is an integral part of our um collegiate career and life. Yeah. 
You mm. best believe I'm going to be in there dressing my Spider-Man onesie being a grown-ass man. That's such a slave. Bro, but, yeah, the freaking the the, the Spider-Man India suit is going to go so crazy. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> wait, so wait, we're doing dress up? Oh, shit. Really? I don't know. I, okay, but I'm like coming. before we before we start getting on another tangent, if we had to rate the movie out of ten, what are we giving it? Chad, I'll let you start. Uh okay. Um I think I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. The only reason I'm not saying ten out of ten, and this could just be me. Um like I said, I paid very much attention to the art style. That mess was tripping me out for a second. I'm playing. This is 10 out of 10. I'm, yeah. it, I'm trolling. This is just, it, Gwen, Gwen was making me mad throughout the movie. Ooh. Ooh, the it's lack of Gwen. communication was pissing me off. The Gwen, whole movie. This Gwen chick did not enough, tell Miles yeah. anything. No, Gwen knew enough to really not try and set Miles up for failure, but at the same time kind of put him in that situation. Now, mm. Miles obviously being nosy got himself into the portal, but like she just up and the left. The dude didn't him. know any better. She up the and left him after better. just coming back into his life and saying, Oh, yeah, I am never coming back. What that else was... is Bro supposed to do? Yeah. Oh, you know, because he jumped through now because <laughs> he like jumped through the portal. I was sitting there looking at Bro. I was like, Wait, dude, gonna start glitching like crazy. He's gonna get caught up. But. The most epic part of that movie to me, what made me immediately put 10 out of 10, the chase for Miles for the, like the 20 minutes, that was crazy. Oh my God. It was like, that that was was like the train, they were climbing up the train or whatever. Yes. Like the chase, the fact that, that, was, like, that was crazy. Hold on, like, the build just, up to that scene, like the build up to that scene with Miles and, and Miguel and this dude body slamming him into the train, it was well, so crazy. As a true like Spider Man, like I've I've watched every Spider Man movie at least like a hundred times. Like it's insane, like the love I have for this character. As a purist of like watching all the movies, I really enjoyed all the little cameos. And for me, that's what pushes this movie so far. Is like they incorporated the Marvel universe into this movie, which is like something I didn't think I'd really see. Like seeing the cameos, like like referring to like Earth, I think it was like one nine 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 or something like that. Referring to like Peter Parker and like Doctor Strange in the last movie that just came out. Yeah, and then showing videos, showing videos of Toby and Andrew going through their grief, having Donald oh, Glover there. Did y'all peep? Yeah, the, Donald um, Glover was. There? Did y'all peep? Did y'all yeah, peep Donald that? Um, what was? What is Miles' um friend? Did y'all peep that he was playing the Spider Man game when Miles came through the window in the beginning yeah, in of the, the movie? Dorm room. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he was, my thing is, he was playing the freaking PS4 game. Yeah. My biggest so he was thing playing the fucking is, PlayStation game. Yeah. I am so happy that Sony was the one in charge of this movie. Mm-hmm. Facts. Because I feel like if Disney had gotten control of Spider Man, this would be a completely different been, movie. No, it would have been I a lot cheesier. It would have been a lot cheesier, honestly, in my opinion. You know, it Disney would, puts out been great stuff. Yeah, no, Disney puts out great stuff, but as of recent, they've tried, like, appealing a lot more to, like, you know, keeping so much on current events and everything like that. And I'm like, that's important. And, it's and you know, in this day and age, it's important to make sure every group is represented in media. But Sony did that so well without having to really, like, push it to the point where it just got repetitive. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it was everything was in service of the story. If Disney made this movie, there would have been Tom Holland in the lead role. They would have referenced freaking Doctor Strange. He would have came into the movie or some shit like that. Like it would if have been. This was a, if this was a strictly war. if this was a strictly Disney movie, then this would have just become into the Spider Verse with the help of Captain America and Iron Man as an- right. animated features. Right. Yeah, they they would have no. brought they would have brought in like random ass characters that had nothing to do with Miles Morales. But right. as much as I as much as I love the Marvel movies and all the crossover movies, Disney does that because they know they can monetize so much from it. Like you can put as many characters in the screen as possible and then be able to sell different merch, be like, oh, the Infinity War Captain America, the endgame Captain America, endgame. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the That's story ends up being like shallow as hell. Kept the character. Yeah, it's like, why did this so, dude's costume change? Uh, we wanted to sell toys. That's literally. Yeah, so I'm literally. I'm. I'm really glad say, that Sony was the one behind this. No, Sony. I think. This is why I also like this is why I just love Sony. I feel like Sony has always made a like a job to like make things independently their own. Like they're trying to make things like they don't always try to copy everybody else. They do their own thing, which I find yeah. to be like the most attractive thing about them. So like they don't sit there and just brand themselves like and constantly make themselves sour pitted like a lot of these other companies do that we see. And I think that's what makes them like great. Like take it my love for the because Sony, like Sony is still going to be making a lot of money off this movie, and they're going to be making a lot of money off merch and all that kind of stuff. But and the game, and the game, obviously. But the game, out, shoot. when that game come out, I'm on it. Ooh. The yeah, importance I hear from of me. the importance of keeping this character to what it has been and keeping the standard of Spider Man has always been at the forefront, and I really, really mess with that. Bro, it's just a known fact. Stony has made the best Spider-Man movies. Well, if you look at all the Spider-Man movies, Sony has the best, like, capturing all the swings. They have the best camera angles. Like, nothing against Marvel and nothing against Disney. They put out great movies, and I, I, get, I throw money at Marvel on a yearly basis. Like, whenever they put Marvel movies out, I don't care if it's Doctor Strange or the Marvel, like, the new Marvel movie that's going to come out. Um... I watch everything. Like they get an easy fifty bucks out of me every year. But I don't know. I feel like since Sony's able just to focus on one superhero, they just put out a much better product. Yeah, they don't have to worry about the freaking connections and the universe and the end villain and the end game and the infinity war and the Avengers. Like they don't gotta worry about any of that stuff. They just have to make the damn movie. Yeah, hold on. Give me a quick second. Keep the combo going. We doing good, boys. Um, I kind of zoned for a second. Not gonna lie. Um, Jay, can you give me a rundown of what he just said? <laughs> so there was like a fly bro, that came in my room, and I was sitting looking like, bro, wait. Now you good? I was just saying, Sony ain't got to worry about all the Disney characters and the freaking Avengers showing up and then connecting with each and every other movie. Like they just get to make their own damn movie and they make it really, really good. Like it's just no, that, it's just a difference right there. That's very true. No, because like one thing that aggravates me with watching Marvel movies is they always have to keep pulling in other like not that they have to, they just do. They keep pulling in other heroes that don't that I don't really want to see. Like 
or they change up heroes that I really don't like. Like I'm trying to think of some. I'm trying to think of like one thing that like. I'm trying to think of some movies. Like, honestly, with Marvel movies, is I just be sitting there looking like, bruh. I mean, the last couple Marvel movies yeah. have done a great job of incorporating everybody because it is genuinely a whole Avengers deal. Like when you think about the crossovers, but some of the crossovers can be just kind of random. I feel like. But, 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 but here's my main point. Why the hell is the freaking the the freaking why why is one of the source why why is Doctor Strange in a Spider Man movie? That's my question. Like I know I mean, it, it makes sense, movie, but I think it makes sense because yeah, when you're looking at like when you're looking at the characters that can do what Doctor Strange does, no one there's not there's people obviously that are there, obviously, but I think because Doctor Strange has been like he's caught attention, he's caught the eyes of people. And his whole lore is very interesting to people. I think it just ended up crossing fields. I think it's okay that he's there. Um, I think they're also trying to market him out because he's one of the newer faces. Like it just kind of makes sense, but at the same time, you could have possibly done without him. But well, I don't think he's a, did he's, a bad. Well, no, I think in the last Spider-Man movie, it makes sense to have him because if you think about it, if you think about the premise of why Peter went to him in the first place, it was because he was trying to. Um, redo his identity being revealed the only person in the marvel cinematic universe who can do that is dr strange because he has that he has the powers to do so so the whole movie and the whole concept of it really just wouldn't have made sense without dr strange so i understand him being in it Mm. yeah i mean that's just me kind of just being a little nerd about it, but wow, yeah. Overall, well, overall, overall, yes. Spider Man still reigns supreme above any other superhero, just in my opinion. People are gonna agree to disagree, and that's what just what makes these movies so great is that you could have discussions about these for hours and hours. It's just not deniable. I mean, honestly, I think the man is just the best hero right now. I think he has the most fans. Everyone's pulling up to see the damn movie. Like it's just he he's he's just the best hero out there right now. Oh, hundred percent. Oh well. Speaking of heroes, we can move on to the next topics for today. Um, as we both, as we all know, we got some NFL fans in here. Uh, I have zero heroes right now. on my team, Sam. For for right now, yeah, what? Yeah, what right heroes now, are you talking about, bro? What heroes are on my team? I can think of one hero on my Panthers team. Panthers will be the future hero of the franchise, which is what many Panthers fans are hoping for. Now, Jay, our residential Panthers fan, what you got to say about this new Bryce Young pickup? Look, man, this is a great, great freaking pickup this dude was consensus number one in the draft everyone keeps talking about his height problems i i personally don't have a problem with his height this man's taller than me so it really doesn't matter to me anymore this man is throwing darts at minicamp this man is saying publicly that during his off season he's going to be studying the tape and going over drilling practices and being in the gym so that ain't a freaking concern he got deep he got adam Thielen, a wide receiver we brought back from the vikings saying that we could win a Super Bowl. We're definitely taking the division. Our defensive guys are saying this is the first time they felt like they've been coached in years. 
which is clearly a shot at Matt Rule, which I completely agree with. That dude was a clown. He never should have been hired, but now he's fired, so it doesn't even matter anymore. But yeah, no, this dude is... What did I call it? Like, freaking Sam, Cam, Green Eggs and Ham? I I don't know. But this dude was, like, screwing up the QB room for too long now. We got Bryce Young now. It's all going to be good. He's going to take the league by storm. Rookie of the year. I'm calling it now. He's going to win the division. We're okay. going to be in the playoffs. We're, we're going to win a playoff game. That's my prediction. Bold take right there. So with, with, with this conversation and with the expectations that are placed on Bryce Young, and we obviously know the high issues, even though, honestly, we've seen people like Kyler Murray now succeed, so it's not really that big of an issue anyways. What do you see – as a ceiling for Bryce Young in the league in regards to being a quarterback or just a player in the league? Honestly, his ceiling is his ceiling could be peak Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. I truly believe this. This man is accurate with the ball. He's got the running ability, which is above Rodgers. Like this dude is going to be good. I'm telling you right now, at the very least, his floor is probably, I want to say, at least Justin Fields currently. That's his floor. I'd be happy with that. You know, I'm sorry, as as you're talking about it more and more, because, you know, I, I had my doubts on Bryce Young. I really did. Um, after seeing him play in certain games and seeing that he would refuse to scramble to the left side, he would only throw to his right, and he was also Same hiding problem. behind the Alabama O-line and was throwing to some of the top receivers in the nation and are also now picks in the NFL draft. Some of them top picks. Damn. They are some of the top ones, but I also don't have my doubts anymore because after hearing, after hearing from you and then hearing how he sounds about wanting to take this job seriously and he's ready to work. I have, I have more positive feelings about Bryce Young. I may tune back in on Carolina Panthers football this year. I may have a reason to, come back and really believe and keep pounding because you know what i've been on a hiatus for the past couple of years and speaking of hiatus um uh, the team that goes by many names and many people has hmm. went through three different name changes in the past i think five years or so like that now the commanders roll commanders take command I've experienced more name changes in my life than playoff wins. That's just where I'm going to start first. Um, What in particular do we want to hear? Do we want to hear about Sam Howell? Do we want to hear about the state of the organization, the coaching? There's a lot of – You know what? I I got a question. Yeah, you know what? Fire off your question. I have two questions of my own to ask. I got a lot of places I can start, and I have a lot of different feelings I feel. So we – I can go on a whole rant. I'm – my main question for you, so obviously, you know, Ron Rivera, as Panthers fans used to call him, Riverboat Ron, the man himself, he's continuing to confuse the fans because first he was saying that the QB battle for the starting QB is going to be a battle between Sam Howell and I forgot who they brought in. They used the Browns for most of the season. Yes. So at the beginning of the offseason, he was saying this. And then a couple weeks later, they said, yeah, Sam Howell's pretty much the QB one. He's taking up most of the reps. But then just last week, this man comes back again and says, Sam Howell may not actually be the starter, and it's still a competition. So how frustrating is this as a fan to hear this 
your head coach be so confused when it comes to the quarterback situation? It's frustrating, but I'm not surprised. If you think about back to last year, uh, I believe we go on a four-game win streak after going into Philly. Yeah, we beat Philly, Mm -hmm. Houston, Atlanta, and I believe we tied against the Giants. But, yeah, we rip off three or four games in a row where we win, and they're pretty convincing wins behind Heineke. And, you know, he's our guy. We go into San Francisco. He plays bad, gets benched. Carson comes back in once Carson's healthy. and. It's been a lot of inconsistency from who's going to be the quarterback and, you know, just trying to – he's been doing this for a minute. I'm not surprised by it. There was the whole, oh, I didn't know we could get eliminated today after we lost to the Browns at home. And what I literally could have clinched – that could have clinched the playoff spot for us considering we went through, I believe it was three quarterbacks last year if you count Sam playing the last game. Yeah, three quarterbacks and we were almost a playoff team. Um, As far it's frustrating, but I'm not surprised. I think the whole Jacoby Brissett thing is really just to get Sam some competition. I personally, I if Jacoby Brissett starts more than five games this year, and it's because Sam is not injured, I'm going to be very upset. Because you believe this whether Sam should be fired. Well, I I'll get to that in a minute. But whether Sam Howell goes in and he sucks. I say you let him ride because we are in a position right now where Jacoby Brissett's not going to win us a Super Bowl. We've seen what he is. He's an above-average quarterback at best. We have him in here. He's a serviceable backup if, if anything goes wrong with Howell. But, you know, we can't, be, keep, can't keep going with this quarterback limbo. You know, we went from Kirk Cousins to Case Keenum to Alex Smith and then, you know, we had the Ryan Fitzpatrick experience for three quarters, and then Heineke comes back in. Heineke's not good enough. Okay, Carson. Then you go back to Heineke, and like we've we have led the league in starting quarterbacks since the uh, change of the century to two thousand. We had one of the most mm-hmm. defun- dysfunctional ran organizations in sports, which hopefully that's going to be changing soon. And honestly, I wouldn't mind just tanking this year. Rivera gets fired. Promote Eric Bieniemy to head coach because I believe he should be a head coach in the league, and just start fresh. Go get Caleb Williams in the draft this year if if Howell doesn't turn out to be the future. The there's a lot job, of different ways. This, you would say. There's a lot of different ways this team can go. I feel like we have been stuck kind of in neutral the last few years where we're hey we're good enough, hey we're not good enough. But now after the development of the Giants this last year, they're going to be a contender to win the East. Dallas is always in the mix, and Philadelphia just went to the Super Bowl. We play in the hardest division in football. Sure. If I was in the we- NFC South, I would feel a lot better about how my team looks. But unfortunately, we're up against three perennial playoff teams come this year. I think our true. ceiling Very with true. Howell is a nine and eight season. We either barely sneak in or we don't get in at all. And our lowest point is we could be a three win ball club. And I wouldn't mind that either because we can go get the first pick. Sure. Now, just not not to start any beef between y'all two, obviously, but in terms of like where y'all on where the timeline is for both teams, because obviously both teams have had their ups and downs. So we know the Panthers went to Super Bowl almost. Was it like? Is this like how many years ago now? Is it like six, seven? It's been a minute. It's been it. It's been eight years. Eight years. Okay, yeah, I was about to say it's been about eight years. 
Um, we know that the Panthers also turned into a dumpster fire, unfortunately. Um, it won't, yeah, unfortunately, into a dumpster fire, then the Commanders are... We've been a Commanders has had a lot of stuff going on. Dave had a lot of things going on. I do a lot of the time. Dave, I do. Dave I arguably had it worse. Dave arguably had Dave it. Yeah, I, I really think the Dan Snyder stuff really messed up the Commanders. After I really like read into that, I was like, this is crazy because probably no one wants to be there with a guy like that. Like honestly, I would not want to be yeah. there with Dan Snyder being there. But in that sense, and in regards to timelines, where do y'all see y'all's teams going? Like, what direction you see them ending up being? Even if y'all touched on a little bit, like, just more specific, where do you think on the timeline y'all might end up being in the next season two or three? And either or can take the mic start. Man, I have no idea where we're going, and I've had no idea where we were going for my whole life, practically. They got to take command at one point. Ah, yeah. Well, it's easier said than done. First of all, who knows if who knows if we'll even be the commanders for that much longer because our team they couldn't even get a trademark for it. And with a new ownership group, no, we didn't get a trademark for it, and we changed our freaking team name to it. So our new ownership group literally might just come in. Hey, we want to scrap this and actually pick a decent name. Mm. Um. As far as where we'll be in the next thing is, we're not winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. I'll tell you that. Fair. As far as where we will be in the next three years, I hope that three years from now, either Sam Howell is the quarterback or we've gone out and we've gotten a franchise quarterback. Just because I know that new ownership is going to be aggressive. You know, we have an owner who owns the 76ers. He owns the New Jersey Devils. He's had success in professional sports. And he's not going to want to have his big investment. You know, the Commanders just sold for the biggest um, franchise sale of any franchise in sports history. So he's not going to want to go yeah. out there and spend $7 billion on a team that's just not going to be producing. I'm hoping mm. – see, here's the difference between the, the situation between me and Jay – is I'm hoping for more things relating outside of football. I'm hoping for no more controversy. I'm hoping for a new stadium. I'm hoping for, uh, I'm hoping for stable ownership, a stable head coaching staff. That that's what I'm more looking for. Maybe a new for. coaching that's staff. A new coaching staff, exactly. That's just that's more where I'm at as compared to hey, I hope my number one overall pick is going to turn into the next Peyton Manning or Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite there yet especially for me I want a new stadium I've grown up going to FedEx Field many many times it sucked every time and it's gotten worse as I've gotten older it's gotten worse <laughs> as I've gotten older I've gone to commanders games concerts all sorts of crap there and the place sucks it's out in the middle of nowhere it's not even close it's not even close to DC the place sucks I want the team back the in DC yeah. The exploding the, the exploding roof, the the the, the downpour of rain, the yeah. lack of consistency, the 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 pipe squeaking apparently. Like it, it's a mess. It, it's like it's no, a mess. I think the the place sucks. The team sucks. And you know, we're still a we're still a good minute away from even being a competitor. And it all starts at quarterback. You know, if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going anywhere. 
You know, I think the biggest thing for you guys is that you finally seem to have finally gotten rid of your delusional and unstable owner. I feel like that's the well, very that was that's a that big... was a dark that was a dark cloud hanging over our franchise for a long time. Yeah, I know, and it's gone now. We get a chance to reset the culture, maybe bring some winning back to this historic franchise, get the fans really hype again about the fact that their owner isn't like a decrepit. Uh, I mean, idiot. I tell you what, so, I don't you know, care if I'm missing. I don't care if I'm missing class or not. I'm going to be there week one because mm. I want to be there for the very, I want to be there for the very first game of the new era. Mm. I'll be there yeah. for that. So, I dude, I'll be, I'll be there too. If Sam house starting. Oh, he's UNC legend. UNC, yeah. I'll tell you UNC right, UNC now, legend. right there. September, hey, mark it on the calendar. September 10th. Against the Arizona Cardinals at 1 p.m., I will be in attendance to see the start of the Sam Howell era and the Josh Harris era. And don't forget, Magic Johnson's also an owner as well. So we're gonna be real positive this true, year. True, true. Real positive is crazy. <laughs> that is a wild statement. Yeah, hey, look at that. Look at the, yeah, I. You see what's hanging over my head? I can make the joke. Yeah, I feel like the Panthers have a lot more to be positive. Ah. Uh, the Panthers have a lot more positive outlook compared to the uh, Commanders. We got new coaching staff. We got our ah, QB1. That, that joke went we way a... over Jay's head. <laughs> yeah, really yes, did. I don't give a I'm shit. Say, a I lot of things went over Jay's head just now. Just like the little logo above your head. Just for y'all to know, Roberto is a Lakers fan. He has a Lakers little, like, I don't know how to describe what that is. It's a little Lakers thing on his wall. He's very prideful about his team. And shit, I'm not just a but... Lakers fan. I'm a diehard Lakers fan. No, yeah, yeah, I have yeah, Laker license plate. I have Laker license plates on my car. Yeah, that is. And very, I'm from Maryland. A no, speaking of Jay, Jay, yeah, you can say you. I'm so sorry about that. Nah, you good, you good. But um, you know, not much to say. You know, um, new coaching staff. Thank God we got rid of that Matt Rule idiot. I mean, I don't know how he got hired in the first place. Freaking seventy million dollar contract for seven years. I'm still out over it. Dead cap hit, if, as far as I'm concerned. But moving on, new coaching staff. The owner seems to finally be finding his footing. He's not unstable. He's not as crazy as I thought he was. And he's one of the richest owners in the NFL. So obviously this new coaching staff, very big proof of the big spending that they've done. Uh, they brought in the number one pick, Bryce Young, Heisman winner. You know, proven winner at the highest level. Some people are worried about his height. Uh, we'll see what happens, but a lot to look forward to, a lot of hope. Our next franchise quarterback after Cam is finally here, and, you know, hopefully we won't be a dumpster fire anymore. Hopefully we'll be competitive in that division, not only in just that division, but, you know, in the Jay, entire all I'm NFC, saying, all I'm big. saying is 7-10 and 10 wins that division, so there's not much to be competitive about. No, and you know what? That's, that's fine, because 7-10 seven seven and, and 10 wins is that division. good enough for a rookie QB. And you know what? There's no shame in it. We win the division. We make some noise. Maybe make a playoff game. Maybe you know knock someone off on our way there. You know Bryce Young awakening game. But that's like that's like far out. At the very least, we'll be competitive in the division, and our future's looking bright. So there you go. All right. Well, at least we got some positivity going in there. Next topic may not be as positive, depending on who you're supporting. As we all know, last podcast, we discussed um, the NBA Finals. But as we know, the NBA Draft is coming along. 
there's a lot of moves that could be made this summer. Um, one of the biggest headlines that have came out recently, um, Bradley Beal, even though his name is always right up around this time, it seems that it could be a you little Brad. more serious. It could be. It seems like it'd be a little more serious that Bradley Beal's time, the magic, could be over. So uh, with that, like our yeah, you know, he he ha ha. Let me get a let me see, let me find wow, out wow, that. Just, the, the, just the, for the, the listeners the to understand, just over. just for the listeners to understand, because Shan mentioned my Laker allegiance earlier. I was born and raised in the DMV area, right outside of DC. I am a diehard Wizard fan, always will be. But I grew up a huge Kobe fan. When he retired, I remained a Laker fan as well, kind of like my one B. But the Wizards are one of the loves of my life. Unfortunately, it's like a bad marriage. As much as they hurt me, I still come back to bed every night and just snuggle in for another day of heartbreak the next. So yeah. uh, now that that's out of the way, uh, let me just address the whole Bradley Beal thing before. Honestly, something's telling me he's probably still going to be suiting up for us come fall time. That's just what it is at this point. We're going to be paying him $42 million to go 40 and 42 and miss the playoffs. That's kind of just what it is. But um, as far as trade considerations, I really hope that we do end up trading him. As much as I love Bradley Beal, and he's kind of like that last remaining piece from that John Wall era we had, it's time. We've been stuck in a lull where we're good enough to compete for a play-in spot, but we're not good enough to compete for an actual seated position in the playoffs. And it's really hurt us in draft lottery odds. I think we've drafted eight, eight, eight through ten, like the last like four or five drafts. And unfortunately, when you don't have very good basketball people in those positions to make those draft picks, once you get past that top five, it can be a little bit harder to gauge the talent that's still left in the draft if you just don't have good draft, just don't have good basketball people. And what I mean by that is. The Wizards have just had terrible GM just play the last couple years. Tommy Shepard, thank God he is gone. I could not have waited longer for him to have been gone. The Ted Leone's Davis forever stick with me. The yeah. Davis Patan contract will forever stick with yeah, me. That was the, well, that's a perfect example of what the Wizards were overpaying yeah. for mediocre players. I mean, Ted Leonsis, who's the, continues to be a disaster. Ted is who's the owner of the Wizards, is also the owner of the Washington Capitals. He is a much better hockey owner than he is a basketball owner. He puts a lot more love into the hockey side, and it's really affected the basketball side. But luckily, this offseason, he's made the right selections, in my opinion, to really lead this team into the next era. Um, you know, getting Michael Winger as our president of basketball ops not only for the Wizards, but for the Mystics, which is our WNBA team, and our G League team, the Go-Go. I feel like it's the perfect selection. He's led rebuilds, most notably the Lob City Clippers. He built that. The Clippers were nothing mm -hmm. before that. And mm -hmm. he built that from the ground up. Because if you remember, early 2000s to mid-2000s, the Clippers, were they sucked. They were not. That was like a Baron. That was like a Baron Davis. That was Baron Davis here, Clippers. Wait, wasn't that Eric? Was Eric Gordon part of that too, or my tripping? I don't think, he might have been there for a minute, but let's be honest. Those teams were nothing. Aaron Gordon and yeah. Baron Davis aren't doing anything. And in yeah. my opinion, I am perfectly yeah. fine yeah. with the Wizards being 
of Kyle Kuzma and Kristaps Porzingis Wizards team for a minute. Mm. I'm good with accumulating the draft picks, trade the assets that you have, pull off sign-in trades. Like Kuzma's a free agent, I believe, at the end of this year. Pull off a sign-in trade to go get some picks for him. He's still worth some value. The guy can give you 20, 20 every night. Is it going to be on the greatest efficiency? No, he takes a lot of stupid shots. But he'll still give you 20. He can be a good role player. He can be a good six man. Beal is a guy who can still go and give you 30 a night. And he's shown in the past that he can do that on a consistent basis. So I feel like we can get a decent amount. And my biggest thing is accumulating draft picks and accumulating young talent. We have a lot of players on this team that unfortunately just haven't, haven't found their way in the system. Because it's like, hey, are we playing competitive basketball? Hey, are we developing our young players? And I think that's really hindered the opportunities that guys like Johnny Davis or Denny Advia have had. They haven't really succeeded in this environment because of that. And, I mean, you see Rui Hachimura going from an environment where it was like, okay, we don't really know what we're doing to, hey, this is a competitive team. This is your role. Play your role. And the dude was amazing throughout the playoffs for the Lakers. On the Wizards, he was kind of just – yeah, the Wizards, he was kind of just floating around for a minute. So I really hope we end up trading Brad. Where he goes, I don't I don't have a favorite per se. Obviously, as a Laker fan, I'd love to have him in L.A. He kind of opens up the offense a little bit more. He is a good three-point shooter. He's not the greatest. I would rather the Lakers go and try and get a guy like Fred Van Vliet to really try and spread the floor. But I, I'm also not going to say no to Bradley Beal. He's one of the best scorers in the game. Pure scores, that guy can go get you a bucket, and his mid-range game is insane. Oh, for sure. So I won't say no to that. I think he'll be a really good fit in a place like Miami to really go be a pure scorer with Jimmy, with Bam Adebayo as well. I think that could be a really nasty big three, especially if they don't get Dame this offseason. Mm-hmm. And Neither. as far as like what I'd want in return from Miami is, you know, maybe a player like I don't even know if I want to say Tyler Hero because he's I think you been... can take a Tyler Hero or maybe I, like I would a... take a Tyler Hero and be content with that, but I also want some draft picks as well. But because yeah, of Miami's think... success, though, those picks won't really mean as much because Miami's been good the last couple of years. Now, what if he threw in a player? Because I'm, if I remember correctly, at the point guard position, um, there's not much going on. What if you threw in a Kyle Lowry to help lead the um, rookies? Or like the young. Well, I mean, if that- we're if we're talking about if we're talking about a veteran point guard, honestly, I would much rather it be like Hero and some picks, and then the Wizards try and structure something to bring in a guy like Chris Paul. That is true. I don't know. Chris Paul I don't know. Yet, right. I, yeah, because I believe Chris Paul is going to be bought out of his contract. I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. him coming in for a little bit. I don't know if he'd want to be part of a rebuild, honestly. But if he would be willing to come in, kind of mature the guys along as much as i have very strong negative feelings towards him being a laker fan growing up and being a kobe fan um i would really love if he came to dc and really tried to nurture guys especially johnny davis because johnny davis especially. in his minimal opportunities last year was just not good at all he needs to learn how to play the point guard position a little bit more because for some reason he really wasn't playing a whole lot. It was a lot more of DeLon Wright playing the point. Mm-hmm. And I want Johnny Davis to become that solidified number one. Let yeah, him go Johnny out Davis there. Is a lot of yeah. 
yeah, he had a lot of potential coming out of Wisconsin. And it's not like he's playing in like a crappy conference. The Big Ten is arguably, once you get out of, I don't know, it's probably, it's a top three basketball conference between that, the ACC, and the SEC. So he's going I mean, up against decent competition every night. I mean, he did win. Yeah, he and arguably he was the best player coming out of his conference with winning Big Ten of the Big Ten player exactly. of the year. Exactly, one player of the year. year. And he was the reason Wisconsin offense is the way it is, and he's also possibly the reason people are looking at Wisconsin differently, just seeing how Johnny Davis played at Wisconsin, seeing how they were allowed to play. Because I'm pretty sure from watching Wisconsin games this year, it's a little it was a little different not seeing the ball in Johnny's hands. But boy, oh Johnny was a boy. Yeah, but boy, do them boys in Wisconsin right now, they can shoot. That's the one oh, thing yeah. I will say. And that's the biggest thing is if Johnny can really develop a consistent jump shot. Because there were stretches where he mm-hmm. would play, and he'd have, like, one game where he'd go out and he had two or three threes, and there, there'd be another game where he goes, like, oh, of six from three. It was ugly, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be completely blunt. Like, his plus-minus was terrible. Um, he just wasn't taking effective shots. You know, he was kind of just forcing it. But also mm-hmm. – considering that he was the number nine overall pick and for part of the season, he was in the G league is kind of frustrating. Mm. Like I understand, Hey, let's develop guys. But at the same time, we don't have somebody who's it that who can be legit. We just don't have somebody who is a number one point guard on an NBA roster on this current wizards team. Mm. And I think Johnny can do that. Like I think with Johnny from the games I did watch the wizards and what I did watch in school, like when he was in like Wisconsin back then, I think the only things with him that are maybe slowing him down a little is just the idea that he is a great shot maker, but the idea that he doesn't have the best handle will hinder him a little. Like we know man can get to the rim. We know he can shoot from dang near every spot on the floor if he wants to, but work on his handle will be a big part of how, will be a big part of how well he can develop because if he's able to score at the level he can and then also be able to create with from others, like he can be able to create for others and create space for himself, that can astronomically change how this Wizards team looks because you have spot-up shooters like Kyle Kuzma, who also is a good scorer. Um, you have Kristaps, who's down. You can put Kristaps in the post or you can put him out in the perimeter, open wide open. That pick and roll don't can forget be my boy. Athlete. Don't forget about my boy Daniel Gafford either. I was not about to forget my. I was not forget about Daniel Gafford at all. But Big you, Big you can Dan. have, you can have somebody right there that could create almost instant offense, whether it be passing or offense or offense. Daniel Gafford. Oh my god. Yeah. Daniel Gafford is that guy for real. Nah, he's nice with it. And you know, last thing on the Wizards here is, you know, we've kind of been stuck in a lull where we have. For a team that has as many name, big name players, for example, the last couple of years, I'll just run down the list. You know, we have Bradley Beal. We've had John Wall in our building. We've had Russell Westbrook in our building. Kuzma, Porzingis. Um, that boy, you know, Trevor Ariza. I mean, yeah, Trevor Ariza. <laughs> you know, Jeff Green just won a championship. Jeff he was Green. on the Wizards. Wizards um, legend, Jeff Green. Oh, for sure. Oh, not even Wizard legend. DMV legend. That boy from, that boy from here. He knows what's going hey, on. shout out to the city. Shout out to the city. That boy bringing it back for us. But I'm sure. acting like I'm not from the Burbs, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to be so honest. We've had a lot of talent in the building. It's just been very misutilized. Mm-hmm. And that, that, Bradley Beal, that Bradley Beal-Russell Westbrook combo was just so random to me. But it, somehow yeah. them boys figured out a way to get the eighth seed. 
They did. And I mean, that just goes. I mean, we can have a conversation about Russell Westbrook a whole nother time. Like, Russell Westbrook is a very interesting piece. I got love for him. I got love for him for what he did on the Wizards, and he broke the all time triple double record in a Wizard uniform. People Mm -hmm. are going to forget that. Never forget. I still have the 182 Russell Westbrook triple double t shirt. That's at home. That's a big slay. I didn't even realize that was. I didn't even realize that was in a wizard. wizard that was in a wizard uniform. Do not forget, he uh, he averaged a triple double with us. Big if slay. anything, I still think that Westbrook could be putting up those kind of stats if he was still on the Wizards, because the Wizards let him do whatever he wanted. Yeah, he's pretty much look, green light. Hey, hey, the rule is let Russ cook. Well, let yeah, and also cook. I believe that Scott Brooks was still the head coach for us when he was on the team. And, you know, they have that OKC connection. Mm-hmm. But now Wes Unsold. Don't even get me started on Wes Unsold. His rotation oh, sucks. yeah. You know what? You know, let's get off of the Wes Unsold yeah. before we Don't even a, get uh, me started let, on let, Wes Let's too. get off of Wes Unsold because that'll be a whole different we, we, we don't got to talk about We don't got to talk about that. We don't got to talk about that. Some booty cheese. <laughs> we don't got to talk about that. I We'll get I into that another day bad. about coaches. I, I, have, a, I have a whole – I actually have something planned for us in the future in regards to the coaches. But I'm also not on, that big on Darvin Ham yet either. So Oh God. Oh God. There's so many cut things with coaches. But moving uh, on to the to our other team that hits a little closer to home with me and Jay as we grew up around this team. The Charlotte Hornets number two overall draft pick <laughs> this buzz. year. After having a twenty seven and fifty five record this year with their star piece, ah. LaMelo Ball missing. I want to say um I can't do math, but Real I know he only paid yeah, he probably missed all season. He played only 36 games this year. But in result of that, like we said, got the number two overall pick. Now, there is an issue that is conflicted. Obviously, Scoot Henderson, who we know could be a number one pick in many great other guy. drafts, arguably. Um, great athleticism. Great potential for a score. He could be the number one pick if it wasn't for that. I, we, to, I guess God's gift to us, Victor Wimbanyama. Victor Wemby, Wemby. Bro, what do you yeah. mean? He's falling to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Scoot oh, guys. Hey, hey, Scoot. Hey, you know what? Victor shouldn't even be drafted. For, I'm playing. Let me stop. Um, But on a real note, Jay, I also have my piece to say about this. With the with the fit, do you think there should be a fit <laughs> over best prospect? Because we do know that Brandon Miller is also in the conversation to be drafted at that spot <laughs> due to the fact that you have players like Terry Rozier who – Surprise hasn't been taken off the roster yet, but we're not going to see How is he still on the um, roster? Yeah, um, and then you have other guards. So you have, I think James Booknight, is he still there? Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong. James Booknight is still I, around. I'm um, pretty sure he is, yeah. Yeah, James Booknight is still around. And Dennis Smith is also on the roster. So ooh, would this be, ooh, should, this be a, should this be a fit? Over best prospect situation, or what is your take on this? I have my own personal take as well. At this point, this should be strictly a who fits the best with the current roster. You got Lamelo, you're arguably your franchise player, so you should any normal franchise should be using their picks to build around their said franchise player. 
But um, as you know, the Hornets are a complete joke and a disaster. So their thinking might be that we might as well just hit the reset button and get the best prospect, and maybe he could be the next franchise player after LaMelo inevitably asks for a trade or inevitably, inevitably just leaves Charlotte. But, look, I don't know what the Hornets' strategy is. Me, personally, I would try and fit with the current roster and LaMelo, maybe try and move some people on the roster that – Honestly, shouldn't be there. Um, you know, criminal charges notwithstanding. But oh yeah, hell that's yeah, where I'm at do twenty-seven days, twenty-seven nights. Mac eleven. Kid. Let me stop. Thirty got a knife. Okay, I'm done. Um, continue. Yeah, no, but that's where I'm at with this pick. Um, it should should be uh whoever fits the roster best. It should be better with my knowing the Hornets. Yeah, knowing the Hornets, they're going to mess it up as usual and, you know, completely ignore the fact that LaMelo's the franchise player and try and move on as fast as possible because we all know the man's leaving. I find this very interesting. He's a wizard. I am actually on the opposite end of you. I think the Hornets should get Scoot Henderson. My reasoning for this is I feel like you let me if I'm correct, let me make sure the amount of years on Terry Rizzo's contract is actually there. Um, I want to say, I I want to say it could run out this year. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll figure it out. It could run out this year. I feel like there is a way to get him off the roster. I think also a part of the problem with all it is that Lamelo's having to create the offense all the time, whether it be him scoring or him passing. It's always mm-hmm. one of the two. And when you have that much pressure and that much attention being faced towards your primary score, who is also your primary passer. It can be problematic, especially when you don't have a lot of people on the floor that can score automatically. We already see Kelly Uber is a shot chucker. He can be, he's one of the deep. He's oh one God. of the most, not gar- He's one of the people that exemplify what garbage stats are. Um, when you say you know, Kelly Oubre, I want you to mention Wizards legend in front of that. He was a Wizards legend. I'll give him that. He also is one of the most. He's personally and one of my favorite players too. And he's sexy. He's personally one of my favorite players to watch. Arguable. He's very exciting. I'll give him that. Gordon Hayward needs to get off the roster. Um, this is not Utah. Yes. That's, yes. That is not Lindsay Utah Jazz. Hayward. Gordon Hayward. Pack it up and leave. Yeah, Pack that it is up not. And leave. This man needs to be gone. <laughs> that is not. I say that is not Gordon Hayward um, from Utah, though Gordon Hayward's a great leader and great veteran to have. It's just he's not what this roster needs. Sure. They need to be able to build younger. And he's um, he plays the game the right way. Okay. I don't even know if he played the right way. Man, <laughs> man's be injured. Man's yeah, be it, injured it does, every does second. He, does he even have a way to play? I was about to say, because he is damn near injured every time I hear about him. So that's just. Yeah, he's injured all the time but moving back to scoot i think scoot brings something to this roster that they have needed for a long time and i think this is what they may be attempted with dennis smith i think dennis smith should stay on the roster as a backup point guard however i do know him and scoot could conflict a little bit only in the sense that they both both of their primary ways of attacking is at the rim rather than a mid-range game or a three-point game but I think with Scoot, you bring someone else who can also play that point guard position and get LaMelo to maybe take some breathers, not have to always having to facilitate the offense. Because most of the time, that ball is in LaMelo's hands one way or another, or he's the one that's creating the points for somebody else. I don't know his point responsible for average this year. I did not look that up. But, um, or just in I'm general. 
I did not look that up. That is my apologies. I wish I was a stat guru like David and Jay. But um, to be honest, most of what I said, I was speaking out my ass. But I watch every Wizard game every night. So no, that's that's stats that's are meaning stats are meaningless without the interpret interpretation behind it. You're fine. Yeah, I went but, to five Wizards games this year. That's more than what anybody could say. But shoot, honestly, I think you really could. Either way you look at it, I think Scoot should be a Charlotte Hornet because there's also the scary point of Amin Thompson potentially being drafted the number two pick as Amin Thompson has apparently went up draft boards recently. Now, Amin Thompson... How you feeling about that shooter from Alabama? Um, Brandon Miller has... um, (laughs) Brandon... Brandon Miller... He can shoot. Um, hey, he fit well in Charlotte with that culture. Nah, I think no. he'll be in Memphis. But um, lock him up. Got him. Lock him. But uh, shoot. But I mean, when it means Thompson, you're getting a very um athletic wing. But also, my thing is, is I don't really know what the wing depth looks like in Charlotte. Honestly, I see new players pop up in that roster all the time, and Miles Bridges not being there definitely was a big blow. But um. <laughs> I mean, depending on how they go about this, I have a weird feeling they might end up doing some crazy stuff and be like, yo, Cam Whitmore, come here. Or being like, Grady Dick, it. we want you. Not saying Grady Dick's bad. I, I love Grady it. Dick. But um, seeing that this is Charlotte, they could do something completely out the blue that we did not expect. But there's also the talks of them potentially, I don't know if y'all have seen this, they're talking about potentially, um, the Pelicans are potentially talking about um, packaging up Zion. For the number two pick to get scoop. That would now be with, so oh boy. Now with that, what is your what is your say, Jay? Now obviously for the Hornets, Are his baby mamas included in the deal? Okay, that's a crazy statement. Um I'm pretty sure that he gets a, some type of life insurance. That is a crazy statement, but it does need to be taken into consideration it, considering yeah. the joke. You bring in baby mama head. drama? Yeah, you know what? At this point, I think Zion on the roster is an improvement over whatever we we have going on now. As for trade package, um, obviously Zion and Lamelo could go insane. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if Lamelo would be included in that trade package as compensation for someone nah, like Zion. No who's way. Supposed to be a franchise player, but no, when you're trading for the number but, two pick, the, your main player isn't leaving. Pretty much, but look, man. As far as the actual idea of the trade. I mean, is it a massive step in the right direction? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you never really know. This man Zion has missed. I actually looked this up today. This man Zion missed 203 games in the past four seasons. Wow. Damn. Does that mean he's missed more than he's played? Yes. Hey, those six games of Zion and LaMelo are going to be crazy. Exactly, and that's another point. Because like, Lamelo's not saying healthy for shit either. Exactly, no, Lamelo's knee is always giving out. Zion nah, is always having any his ankles. Foot. That's that's it. It's Lamelo's, and I have a personal opinion that he needs to get. He needs to make them shoes not as heavy. NBO NBO ones and twos are heavy as crap. Once again, that's a skill. Once again, that is a conception issue with Lamelo and Nike. I won't get into it. But anyway. But anyway. Zion doesn't have any issues it, with conception. If Zion ends up on this roster, it's about to be an infirmary. With him, 
Lamelo and Gordon Hayward. I mean, it's just going to be a complete disaster. We won't even. I mean, it. with the Hornets' history of criminal charges and then Zion's porn addiction, it's going to be an oh exactly. See, see, exactly. Not only. See exactly. Not only do you hey, have an hey, party, wrap it up, Zion. Someone get that man Zion a Trojan sponsorship. God damn. God damn it. Oh, dang, bro. Hold on a minute. How hey, many Insta-thotties are going to be in on the a, deal? On a whole different note, who got it worse? Memphis or Charlotte? <laughs> the thing like, is, Charlotte. Ooh, Charlotte. Memphis, Memphis was the known for that kind of behavior. What's going At on in Memphis Charlotte, North Carolina? <laughs> Go watch NASCAR or some shit. We got the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Man, what is Michael Jordan producing? And keep yourself out the streets. God damn. What is Michael Jordan producing, everybody? Michael Jordan with his bald ass head. Michael Jordan. The only thing relevant in Charlotte is a football club, the Panthers, and whatever Hornets player is in jail at the current moment. That's the only thing relevant in Charlotte. All I see is zero trophies in that city. Zero. Hey, but guess what? Stanley Cup 2006. That's one trophy. Hey, that's Raleigh. That's Raleigh, not Charlotte. God damn it. You're right. Hey, but guess what, though? It'll still be a parade inside my city. Yeah. Get your ass to Memphis. Get out. Yeah. Leave. Please stop. Leave. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah, you are the corniest person I have ever met in my life. Oh. You know what? Speak it. Certified cornball over here. Hey, about to say not cornball. The cornball is Zion. What are you talking about? Don't nah, put that, that label. Boy, that boy Zion season. That boy baby mama got braces still. Yeah, hey, hey, I'm about to catch them. A hey. <laughs> not not saying I do. If I don't. For anybody that ever finds a clip of Zion out there, <laughs> no. And it's on black.com. I seen I, I seen them. You. I seen them Snapchat stories. He sent the Duke girls when he was there. That shit hilarious. And hey, no, that made me laugh with the whole like because you were talking about Sam Howell. I started thinking about the little Snapchat picture that went around. Zion said, "Zion said my bed big enough for the two of us." Shut your ass did. up. I mean, Zion I know you is over, dead. I know you over there chilling That's on a Twin XL. That's not a real XL. one. I know you over there on a Twin XL. My bed big enough. He said, "He said I got a big room." Shut up with your corny self. I'm about to say, I, I met Zion's Big mother. Big old behemoth over I here. That school, I never would have thought Zion was like this. Man, I don't care if you knew him in middle school. That boy a freak freak. But low key, this was not that surprising. I mean, think about it. The man went to Duke. Obviously a trash school. I mean, just Duke behavior is never organization. This is Duke exactly. behavior. I mean, come on. Durham, North Carolina just... is an ugly place. Except for South Point. I actually fucked with that more. Oh, damn it. I said a bad word. Oh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's all right. Well, um, anyways, let's keep moving. Um, Apologize to the mother. I guess, I guess the like, mm, unless we have nothing else to say on that note, um, there is one um, more. I think Charlotte and Washington up. are both dumpster fires of the NBA. So let's move on to the next topic. All right. Well, this could potentially be the last topic for this of this unless anyone else has anything you want to talk about today. Um, as we know, Dame Tom might be out of time. 
Um, for the past few seasons, obviously we know Dame is all about his loyalty. He gonna stick with. He gonna stay on the grind. He don't be running from the grind yeah. like Simeon Wilcher. Um, he be sticking to it. Bro, ship him um, off the grind. I would say he be he be staying with it. But now it seems more serious than ever that the Portland Trailblazers may potentially try to move Damian Lillard this off season. Um, first off. First off, what is y'all's thoughts about this? And then to add on to that, to add on to the second part of this question, where do you think the best situation for Damian Lillard could be in the future? Miami. Thank you, Miami. Miami. Right off the bat, Miami. Miami. So, what do you think Jeez. we have to give up for my for them to potentially get Damian Lillard? Hero, Lowry. Hero, Lowry, uh, Duncan, and a pick. Yeah, you probably Send give up Duncan. Hero, Lowry, Duncan, and then two picks. That'll get you Dame time. That's, that's, a, that's a fair one. There was a lot of talk hey, about one pick, Dame. One pick, won't, one pick won't do it because, remember, Miami's going to be picking 19 to 20, 30 kind of range. So those see, late first rounders at times aren't the I greatest. Say, oh, Miami is picking at 18 right before my Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, and I'm also I'm looking Maybe. at draft boards right now. This is crazy. Draymond for Dr- for Dame straight up. Are you smoking crack? Now hold on. Yes. Now wait. No 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 no. Let him cook. Let him cook. Hold on. Think about it though. Hold Draymond on. Draymond for Get Draymond Dame. and Obviously, Clay out of there. And, and we can take Jordan Poole too. Take Jordan Poole. I'd rather give up Jordan Poole before I give up Clay. Yeah no. Take Draymond. Take Jordan. Take a freaking take Wiseman at this point. Why is already gone? Why is been... Oh shit! Jay, one. where you been at? <laughs> I haven't been anywhere. Jay don't have it. Jay, Jay don't have. Jay don't been over there. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. You don't know like that. No, no, no. Get get Kuminga over here. That'll get you. I think they should keep Kuminga. That's a Kuminga. Come bucket. I think they gotta keep. You mean twenty twenty two NBA champion Jonathan Kuminga? Yes. Freaking you gotta say Cam before you mention him. You gotta yeah, say I'm Cam. sorry. Okay, that, you know what? That's a good point. Maybe Portland could use some championship experience from uh Flamingo. That even better option for uh Dame time to become a, the Warriors. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm about to say, I'm like, this is basically like an upgraded version of like actually I'm not even gonna put them in the same sentence. That's so disrespectful to put that put him and D'Angelo Russell in the same sentence. But I don't um, know. So disrespectful to do that. Now there has oh, who's been talks. Playing, who's playing the one? And, he's not going to the Warriors. Let's be for real with ourselves. But who's playing? That was a joke. Who's playing the one if he did though? Hey, no, hey, no. Being so for real, this hurt my heart. Straight up, Dame for Curry. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm done. Hell no, I'm not doing that deal. I, 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 I would never. Now Bob Myers is gone, so I don't know who coming in. Bobby. Bob Myers is gone. Bob Myers. The Wizards handed him a blank check, and he still said no. I genuinely have man just wanted to retire. I have no. I feel like he's not done. I feel like because with this whole Warriors franchise, it's been like a whole like everybody somehow capitalized at the right moment. Like we obviously know Mark Jackson built that team. And Mark, thank you. I'm gonna make that man a head coach. And then Steve Kerr came in. I will not say Steve Kerr is a bad coach. I think Steve Kerr is possibly the best coach you could have had in this situation due to the type of player that he was. It's the same reason I feel about Huber. I kind of think the same thing. When you have a player, so when you have a coach. Steve Kerr's not top five all time? You said Steve Kerr's top five. In which list? I, no, I'm the coaches. 
and top five coaches. Um, you have to put Phil Jackson, Pat Riley. You got to throw. Um, Not Greg Popovich. Got to throw Greg in there. Um, now the question comes up. Um, hey, shut up! I'm talking about the Orioles on TV. Oh, the Orioles is oh Lord Jesus. Um. But yeah, Talk as we know, Dame, Talk about them Dame has been Dame has been no Dame has been talking about going to the Lakers. I think that's possible. That'd be so cute. That'd be so cute. Do you, I don't do you think this up, would be eight? I don't want to give up Austin Reeves, and I know we'll probably have to sign and trade him to get him. Would y'all would y'all want to give up Anthony Davis for Damian? Oh Lillard? hell! If I had to give up AD, oh yeah, in a heartbeat. I'm giving what, up what AD. Yeah. What? What? Which? Who are you replacing with him? At center, like who is going to be the starting center other than Avery? we will figure that out when we got to figure that hey, out. Hey, look, hey, look, the Lakers got the 17 overall pick. If they really want to, if we're thinking about who is available at that pick, you will have Derek Lively on the Do board probably a- still at that point. If and you're telling also- me I could have LeBron, Dame, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura as four of my five, I'm taking that. I don't care who the five is. Yeah. Now my question is: Is on the, the situation I mentioned is only if hey, Tristan um, Thompson can start at five for all? That is true. Days. Tristan Thompson could be there, but I'm just thinking based off oh, of draft. Off a of draft look looks, they could, but I also have a feeling they might have to give up this pick. If they do not have to give this pick, and they're talking about a center, you can throw Derek Lively. Well, they're who, just gonna wait a year and then get Armando Baycott, the greatest rebounder in the history of North Carolina basketball. Is is our, do, do do we think Armando's going to the league? I I think Hell he's gonna. No. He's gonna go to the G League. Okay, there we go. I would say, I, Armando, we love you. We love you. We love you. Armando, to be on the I love you to death. But I'm a. We real would love you to be on the podcast. Um, I think, I think you can do anything. Hey, that's you, Richmond, you Virginia's us, finest. You can. I don't, I don't think it. us saying he's not going to the NBA is really doing us any favors. It's really just. It's really just me using that reverse psychology right now. No, he don't come. He don't come here. He don't come in here. Look at you. Be like, guess what I got. Money. The ass knows. Wow. It's like, hey, at least I ain't broke. I said he got money. But I ain't anyways. broke either. I'm an assistant manager now, ho. Oh Lord Jesus. I'm well, not gonna say where because I'm not trying to get fired, but yeah, let, let's not do that. Yeah, there we go. It's confidentiality. We can't be out here saying dumb things and be broke. That's not a it's not an option. I'm not broke. I get paid next Thursday. Ah. That's what's up. I need to make sure I'm getting paid low key. But damn over here working them graveyard shifts at the movie theater. Oh Lord, five five PM to one AM is not a um He over here when homeless people go to the theater. No, it's crazy. Um my team lead asked me today after I left the movie theater, like I was already home. It was like ten thirty. Say her name. Say her name. I'm not. No, you don't have she texted me, it was like, Hey, do you want to train someone to clean the popper? And I was like, Yeah, like our popcorn machine. That's why I was there until like 1 a.m. the other day. It's not, it's not pop. That's, that's pooper. Pooper? That's a pooper. Listen, okay. And you have my a pooper Latino, scooper my that Latino you use. Just came out, so you have yeah. a pooper, you have a pooper scooper that you use for your dogs. So. Stop copying me. I say ewey. Ewey. Anyways, um, but. I, I literally forgot what you were talking. Oh, Popper. She, talking texted about that cop, that popper. she texted me today. It was like, yeah, she sent me tonight, which is like, well, I need someone to come and help because no one got scheduled. And I was like, I'm about to record a podcast because 
That's I know she. I know she hung up that. I know she read that text and she was like, "This man's goofy as hell." Hey, she just said, "Okay, it's for the boys. For the boys, I gotta do what I gotta do. We gotta go out here and let the world know about our opinions in the news that's out here in the world. How to clean the popcorn poppers? Yep. Hey, if anyone ever needs a popcorn, um, make." Tutorial or how to clean up our machine. It could be a life skill. You don't know. You don't know who might need it. That could save. Having a popcorn maker is that is more of a luxury than it is having it as a life skill. And we're talking. We're talking to the. We're talking to the top class of individuals. Oh, so you're telling me poor people can't listen to this? Oh my gosh! Wait, didn't you just say that sounds like a wait? Hold on, I'm not gonna be gaslighted. This I'm. I'm just be quiet right now. We are gaslighted now. And I'm not I getting gaslighted. This episode is part gaslighting. I'm not getting. I'm not hey, getting gaslighted. What? This. Hey, guess what? I got a popcorn machine. It's called the microwave. It's Hell a magical yeah, device. Hell yeah, it's a magical hey. device hey. to put the bag. Hey, who needs that popcorn button on the machine? Hey, who needs a popcorn machine? Who needs a um? What you call it? Who needs a um? A stove? Who needs an oven? We got a microwave. I can make macaroni in there. We Bro, straight let me just get someone with a hot ass breath. Just pop, 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 pop. It's time. All right, it, it's sound like it's gonna sound like Memphis up in here. All right, all right, all right. Oh wow. Right. Anyway, so it's gonna sound like me I'm, having be a young boy listening party. I about to yeah, say I'm. I'm totally. I'm, feeling, out of right I'm now. feeling a little out of pocket tonight. Now, you yes, know what? I got one. Yeah, one last topic. Quick you five scenarios now. Go ahead, Jay. I'm out of topic right, for tonight. Right. So now that the finals are over, Adam Silver, the big commissioner himself, he's about to come up with that John Morant suspension decision. How many games are we thinking? I know we covered Maybe. this briefly last time, but well, what, what's realistic here? 30. 30. 30. I think, here's what I think. As much as they want to lay down the law on John Moran, I really think they need that man to play basketball. <laughs> like, so serious. I have never, am I, I, yes, Derrick Rose is here. Yes, Russell Westbrook. Yes, a lot of excitement. But John Morant brings in viewers. And it's, it's very evident as of now what the Grizzlies have done. <laughs> And also, we can't stray away from the fact. We also can't stray away from the fact that, as much as we don't like the Grizzlies, some of us don't. As much as we notice, Memphis is Memphis is and was the number two overall seed in the West this year. Okay, but they lost to the Los Angeles Lakers. I was about to say they got packed up by the Lakers and two different poor forty pieces. Well, you know. He we said, "I give you forty. We said the whole team won't give you forty. Let's, let's be so for real. The Lakers did have the best record after the trade deadline. That was not a true seven seed. They just came back and just did the unbelievable. Opium. Um, People were maybe. still sleeping. They were Probably. still sleeping. Hey, and that's why we woke on this podcast. Seed, man. Man. podcast. Make sure you subscribe and follow. Anyways, um, that was so corny. It was corny, but you know what? As long as the people hear it, um." But you I need know, fair life. I need fair life milk to sponsor me. I better say we're taking know, any uh, and all. We're taking any and all. Not any and all, but we're taking sponsorships if anybody wants. My to. lactose intolerant self cannot handle milk, but I know this isn't a visual. 
but I'm drinking some Fairlife straight out the carton right now. This thing amazing. I say, y'all. I, I wish this. I wish this podcast right here was visual because I feel like Roberto's been doing so much random stuff behind the bike today. Oh, yeah, I played three games of two K right now. No, for real. And just to announce this, if I haven't already, we will be starting to stream on YouTube very soon. It will be underneath Sleeping Until Podcast, the YouTube name. For the next podcast, that's where we will be at. More than like, we'll be there live. Um, we will send out a leak beforehand, or I will we'll figure it out. Probably spread it to the entire group for us to post everywhere. And also the Apple Podcast link will be um, put up as well. But um, well, going back everybody. To- all the yeah. boys gonna send it to their their former sneaky links. All their former sneaky links um, gonna send it to their um, former sneaky um, links. We gonna get everybody it, on there. Say, not me, but you got it. Or Damn, you know, got we got you know who on the podcast for uh for a tell all interview. No, we're not doing that. Anyways, we gotta, uh, we gotta get her on the podcast. We're, we're, we're moving on. We're moving on. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're moving on. Back to John Moran. Um, just did sign off. Sign off. Yeah, back to John Morant. Uh, any any closing mess. statements? Thirty-five. Um, stop saying your things are toys. <laughs> I can't. I was just like, I'm still so messed up by that. They were trying to say that was a toy gun. That is crazy. It's not a toy. This is not Nerf or nothing. All right, this is not a Nerf commercial. All right, you're not <laughs> fooling anyone here. Listen. One of those things I can get through TSA with. Another one of those things are going to get my papers rescinded. That is all, that all I need to say. Statement. They but, will send me but, back. They will find a way to send my ass back to Nicaragua. Shoot, I'm sure. Let me not do that. Let me not say that. But um, Sam, Sam going to have to come visit me in the Earth? motherland. You told me not to come to the motherland. Hey, I'll protect you. Don't worry. I'll just say you're my I'm Dominican a, friend. Get your okay, papi. I might be. Let me say not. No, I'm English. Mm. <laughs> I'm just existing. Stop, my brother. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna say. Did you just say I'm mute? <laughs> I can't talk. I'll be like, nah, he deaf. That's so crazy. So don't know gang signs. But on a whole nother note. Since that is probably the end of this podcast, I'd like to thank you all for listening in on the second episode of Sleeping Until Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe, um, follow, send us to your friends. Friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Um, I'm telling y'all right now, for those of y'all who are listening to the first two episodes, I promise you we will be getting better at this. The flow of conversation can be a little choppy at times. We are trying our best, but at the same time, at least for myself, I'm going to still keep speaking out my ass and saying what I want to say. Um, so, yeah, uh, merch coming soon. As soon as we reach our first subscriber, we're going to do a merch drop. Be there, be square. Uh, this is a one-time release, and we will only be dropping one singular Id- article of clothing. They will be saying, just in vlogs, because we need <laughs> to get rid of our supply. Oh, hey, Justin Vlogs coming soon. Justin better be on the next one. Or you mean coming back? What are you, you better be on, you better be on the next one. Just to hear about this. Jay, you got any closing statements? Uh, nah, bye. All right, well. Hey, limited merch drop tomorrow night, 12 p.m. We got that going.
Tomorrow night at 12 p.m. Yeah. I don't know Wait, my time. Is that morning? Or... You know what? That's a, that's a different problem. We'll see y'all later. Appreciate y'all for listening today. Can the, can the 